0: Welcome to Modern Animism Radio. I'm your host, Laura Giles. Thank you for being here. Lately I've been getting pinged a lot about connection and it's not something that we talk a lot about at Pan Society, so I wanted to share what's been going on with me, what is connection, how to create it, and how not to create it. So let's get started by giving gratitude and creating a sacred container for today's podcast. Acknowledge and thank the element of earth. For the home, food, foundation, beauty, sensuality, and stability that surrounds us all. Acknowledge and thank the element of air for the creativity that keeps us going and for carrying our words to the ancestors and to all of you. I appreciate all the new people who tune into us every week. Acknowledge and thank the element of fire for giving us the sun to keep us warm, to help the plants grow, and for giving us the power to create change and a sense of responsibility to keep things balanced. I acknowledge the element of water and thank you for sustaining our lives and reminding us to flow. I acknowledge and thank our loving, helping ancestors from the human, plant, animal, and mineral kingdoms. I thank you for all the help that we receive that is both seen and unseen. And of course, I send gratitude and thanks to everyone who is listening today if any of our shows inspire or help you please consider donating to the program we don't sell anything and we don't have fees so we rely on your donations to keep us going and you can donate at our website www.pansociety.net or from the Podbean app. If money is an issue you can always help by liking commenting and sharing our posts on social media this is really a small thing but it helps our ranking so we get better placement and more people see us So if you benefit at all, I ask that you return that energy in the form of some sort of support to honor the spirit of reciprocity. Okay, so what is connection? I guess we need to talk about that to make sure that we start off in the same place. So when I talk about connection, I'm talking about being present in the same emotional and physical space as someone or something else. It's a mindful place, not just sitting next to someone on a bus. Maybe you're doing that, but if, if you are, then it's with presence. It's with the sense that you're there together. So it doesn't require a conversation or doing anything, although that might be happening. It's more about your energetic being. You know, I'm an introvert, and I've often been told by people that they appreciate how we can be in the same space, not talking, and yet still be so connected. And that's what I'm talking about. It's not actually an easy thing to achieve. So I'm going to tell you how I do it, and it will take some practice on your part, though. And the more you do practice it, the more I think you'll see how people really don't actually do this. For example, this has been a theme for me for the couple of months now. I'm self-employed, and I don't really see a lot of people throughout the day other than my clients, my family, and my friends. I have a lot of freedom to choose who to interact with, And I'm realizing how controlled my world is. I don't have a very mainstream life at all. I don't watch TV. I'm on the internet, but not really. Only really to maintain a presence and keep up my business and pan society. So my world is really small and intimate. The only people in influence um, there are are the ones that I've chosen to let in. That said, I was at the library when I couldn't help overhearing this couple's conversation. They were speaking really loud, like the man wanted others to hear, so like it or not, I heard it. Now, I wasn't looking at them, so I couldn't see their body language, but I didn't have to be looking to know what was going on. The guy was kind of holding the woman hostage. He wasn't listening to what she was saying. He was calculating what he was going to say next as she was speaking, and he wanted to show how great his experience was. I don't remember all the details of the conversation, but it was like he was talking over her and it was all about him. It was the kind of conversation where one person sucks all the air out of the room and leaves you feeling exhausted when it's over. That is not how to create connection. I know a lot of people crave attention and like being social, but connection is about reciprocity. It's give and take. Balancing yin and yang or like tennis. I hit the ball and you send it back and if one of us stops the whole game stops. In a situation like the one I just described it's more like being on a beach in the waves. The waves just keep coming and you can't get up or get away because they're just too strong and too much and that's not an enjoyable day on the beach. That doesn't create connection, deepen a relationship or help anyone get to know you. There has to be a mutual respect care and interest to build connection. If someone smiles at you, you take it as a green light and then begin to verbally vomit all over them and then you lose the green light. Connection is about assessing whether the light is green, yellow, or red at every moment and then responding accordingly. It's fluid. When the color changes, the quality of the interaction changes too, or at least it should if you're you know kind of trying to stay in sync and if you're old enough to remember a world before the internet people used to look at each other when they were having a conversation you know we learned about social cues body language and paid attention to intonation we didn't have to rely on emojis or ask may I kiss you before making a move you just knew and you knew because you learned how to be in rapport with people you learned what it was like not to be in rapport so, you knew if somebody was into you or not, or whether it was cool to keep interacting with someone. And today, that's a lost art. It's not just because of the internet, although that's definitely a contributing factor. Another reason is intergenerational abuse. If you learn to communicate through name calling, the silent treatment, yelling, cursing, and that kind of thing, you might associate that kind of speech with love. You don't feel loved unless someone's hurting you, and this can make it so that you communicate with mixed messages. It can mean that you didn't learn how to read body language in a healthy way. So you're just confused, you talk over people, you use too much force, or let people run all over you. Or maybe you don't think people really mean what they're saying or projecting. So are you seeing why sovereignty is the first step in animism? If you're not strong and sure within yourself, it's going to be hard to connect in a healthy way. You might be trying, but it just comes out confusing, ugly, forced, or weak. When your attempts at connections aren't healthy, it's pretty typical to end up feeling rejected or lonely. and That's epidemic. People are dying to be recognized. I recently watched the movie Judy, which is about Judy Garland, and it was so sad. From the time she was a little girl, she was objectified. People loved her singing, but when the show was over, they didn't really love her. The movie studios loved the money that she brought in, but they didn't love her. And she was dying to be loved. And this is why people say that being in a crowd is the loneliest place. So many people, so little connection. I know people who literally threaten to kill themselves because they don't feel loved. This could be remedied if we just knew how to connect with each other in a healthy way. And The good news is that it's so easy to learn. We become a lot more attractive when we learn these tools rather than using things like manipulation, seduction, and game playing to get what we want. All connection is spiritual. I live in the country and I know I talk about this a lot, but there's this most spectacular sky out there. You just can't go outside without looking up and seeing this dazzling display of night sky. It's just magnificent and it's free and it's there for everyone to enjoy. And One of the best things about the sky is how awe-inspiring it is. Many people look up and think something like, wow, I'm a big part of this universe. I'm so small compared to all of that and yet I'm here. I'm this small speck in the chain of life that is all a part of this and they feel humbled alive and inspired I know I do every time I look up and you can do that same thing with an anthill the waves on the ocean while looking up at the lion stalking a gazelle on TV while holding a crystal or standing on a mountaintop it doesn't even have to be something that's nature created it can be anything everything has its own energy I have this place that I like to walk there are lots of beech trees you know beaches are my favorites and since I go there often the beaches are starting to know me because I often stop and acknowledge them talk to them stand beneath their leaves or just breathe with them the energy of beaches is tolerance and understanding so when I go there it's like I soften now I could just walk by without seeing them I know lots of people do they walk by without feeling them and this is the same thing with people. We can even spend time with people in their company and not see them or feel them. Or um, if we're in our own world and don't focus outward to connect, you know, we can spend decades in a relationship with someone and not know who they are. Don't you, know, you know people like that? So I said I would tell you how to create this connection. I guess I should get on with that part. <laughs> And as I think I said, it's actually pretty easy once you know how. But you might need to practice it a bit to realize that you're doing it. I'm going to give you this in itty-bitty baby steps. I'm going to pretend that you're an alien who's just landed on this planet and don't know what connection is, okay? This is so that people who maybe grew up with their face in the computer and haven't spent a lot of face-to-face time with live humans can get it. It's for people who grew up in abusive or neglected House neglectful <laughs> household and didn't get a uh, healthy interaction. Okay, so step one is to master this thing called observe. And this is the first step in mindfulness. And observe means to take in data with all your senses without judging it. So it's to see what you see, hear, taste, touch, or smell. It's not what you think. It's not usually what you intuit if your intuition is based on past experience. It's only what you uh, observe is happening right in this moment. So if I see your lips curling up slightly, you lean in a little, and your eyes are on my eyes, I know that you're interested in what I'm saying. That's just human body language. And if I see that your facial expression is kind of blank, your eyes are looking away, I know that I've lost your attention. Got it? There are many other ways that you might observe, but I want um, you to understand that we're always communicating. We can't not communicate. Someone uh, somewhere said that something like 70% of our communication is nonverbal. So we all have to really pay attention to what's happening if we want to be connected. All you have to do is engage your senses. That's earth energy. And the more earthy you are, the more central experience of life you'll have. So pay attention to what the body is doing. And I mean yours and the other person's. Actually, let's explore that a little before I go on. It's really important to pay attention to your body, too. A lot of people tell me that they don't know how they feel. Your body will tell you. If somebody approaches you and you're happy for the attention, but they're not putting off a very safe vibe, the body knows this. If you pay attention to your body, you can pick up things like this and avoid trouble. Or let's say that you think you're, quote unquote, supposed to like a certain person because he has the right name, bank account, job, title, or whatever. But deep down you really don't click with him. Guess what? Your body's going to know that. It's better to know it and respond accordingly than let yourself be talked into something that's not great for you. And all you have to do to know this is to practice observing you can observe your thoughts, your breathing during encounters, your posture, your muscle tension, and things like that. And when you're looking at someone else, you can observe all those things about them, plus their eyes, you know, what are they talking about? How they stand? Is it away from you? Is it towards you? How close are they standing? What are they talking about? All this is giving you data on whether they're in rapport with you and whether they want to be closer or further you know if they're comfortable with things as they are it can let you know how interested they are in you and what you're saying lots of people get confused about whether a relationship is just friendly or something more And when that happens it's because one of them either doesn't know their own feelings or they didn't learn healthy social cues so they're sending mixed messages or they just didn't learn how humans communicate non-verbally because they grew up without that regular face-to-face experience So learn it now. Pay attention. Observe. So you get good at observing, what's next? Well, uh, what's next is responding effectively to what you observe. And this is really simple. Let's say that I come into a store looking for a car. Now this actually happened. The salesperson comes up, greets you, you know, naturally, that's their job. They're there to help you find what you're looking for. Now, I'm an INTJ. I already know what's on the lot and what I'm looking for before I get there. And I'm not a shopper. I'm a buyer. All the salesperson has to do is answer the questions that I haven't gotten the answers to and let me test drive the car. But What does the salesperson do? She starts giving me all this information that I don't want or need trying to talk me into buying the car and she's taking up my time. So how do I perceive that? I feel unseen. I asked for what I wanted, and she didn't give it to me. She starts talking about what she needed. and My body must have been saying, I'm not into this. Let's move on. But did she notice that? No. <laughs> she just kept trying to make her sale, talking about things that I wasn't interested in. I asked her for an out-the-door price. She answered me by talking to me about credit ratings and monthly payments. Meanwhile I feel like we're speaking two different languages because she's not answering my questions. I was clear about what I wanted I wasn't sure why she wasn't answering me so guess what I left it was too frustrating to keep talking to somebody who wasn't listening and you know it's commission. why am I going to reward her for not doing her job (laughs) and um, this has happened to me over and over in the last few months because I'm spending a lot of time outside my comfort zone with people I don't normally talk to I think this is what it's like to live in mainstream world where people aren't all that connected or present. You know, they just talk at you. It's like, hey, are we two people in this conversation or am I supposed to just do whatever you want? So when you see a disconnect happen, stop. Reevaluate. Is it time to try something else to reconnect or is it time to release the person and let go? You have to make that choice based on the data that you observe a moment ago. So let's say you're an extrovert, you're on a plane and you're sitting next to someone, you smile and you say, hey, where are you going? The other person gives you um, a one or two word answer without ever looking over. Okay, you know that you don't have a connection. You might guess that the other person doesn't want to create one and stop right there. That would be totally appropriate. Or you could try again with a different question or comment to be sure if they don't respond the second time it's time to respect the boundary and stop talking (laughs) so let's say that you're in an argument with your partner and she turns her back and yells I feel so unheard so turning her back is an indication of shutting you out right? wouldn't you take it that way? she doesn't want to engage So you can either respect the boundary and say something like, it doesn't seem like you want to talk right now, so I'll give you your space and wait to see if that's correct. Or you can try to neutralize the situation by responding to her words with something like, what can I do to show you that I hear you? And be sure to use a calm voice and wait for an answer, so not like, what can I do to, you know, that's what I'm talking about. (laughs) Or you can try to close the gap by moving in for a hug and saying nothing, if that feels you know like something that could could happen and the best response will depend on the data that you have observed that's the whole effective thing it's about choosing the intervention that's going to get you closest to your goal and really that's all there is to it it's about being in this moment without judging it or trying to make it something else it's allowing the other person to be where they are letting yourself be where you are and occupying that space together so going back to the night sky example, do you ever try to make the sky something else? Do you ever say to yourself, gee sky, why aren't you more like the view from Venus? No, you just accept it as it is, don't you? <laughs> so every moment is um, okay as looking up at the sky. It is what it is. It's here for you to engage with. And that's what animism is all about engaging with life as it is and this doesn't mean you can't hope for more or do something different it just means that as you are creating what you want now is all that matters you live in this moment as it is then live in the next one and we make it up as we go along like an improvisational couples dance maybe I'm dancing solo for a while then I dance with you then dance with the trees then with the sun and the moon and then with a book um, that's what I'm talking about as long as I'm doing that I'm living fully I'm engaging and connecting and the more that you do that the more it might irritate you when you run into others that don't <laughs> and that's where I'm finding myself lately so if you're like me in that respect let me tell you um, what you can do with that because all life is feedback and the feedback that I'm getting from myself is to be more forgiving accepting or compassionate there is really nothing to forgive because no one's doing anything wrong so maybe I need to forgive myself for feeling upset that things are not happening on my terms that's it you know be compassionate with myself and others and keep on being grateful that we all have um, the ability to participate as much as we can that, that's really what's happening so if people are hard for you try connecting with animals plants or the spirit realm Each of them have a different energy, but you can learn um, how to do that if you're patient and keep at it. I promise you, life is a totally different experience when you let yourself connect. It might feel like you're in the twilight zone when you're around people who are gossiping, projecting their feelings onto others, or running over your boundaries, but the person with a stronger energy feel and skills can sway that interaction. So, if it's a relationship you care about, use that ability to connect and help it grow. It can really change things. One more tip about connecting it's not about controlling. That's actually a great way to disconnect. It's not about you or what you want. You can't respond with an authentic response if it was contrived. In a space of healthy connection, both people are sovereign. You know, I'm being authentic, you're being authentic. And If no one wants to disconnect for a while, cool. Another thing about learning how to connect is that we all want to feel understood, seen, and feel like we belong. If you learn how to connect, your opportunities for satisfying relationships go way up because people will like you more. They'll want to be around you because they'll feel valued. So if it seems like a lot of work, it is. But there's a great payoff too. I know I said this in the podcast about loneliness, but this is a different spin, and if you want to hear more, check that one out too. Um, Being able to connect eradicates loneliness and makes it so that you're never alone because you're always surrounded by beings who are open to connecting with you. They may not be human, but so what? The plants, animals, mineral, and spirit kingdoms are just as real and meaningful. Life is a tapestry. We're all one thread in it. And if you zoom out, and take the time to dance in rhythm with all that's flowing around you, you're going to have a truly animus and meaningful existence. If not, it's probably going to feel like the world is an isolated, antagonistic place. Everything is an invitation to engage. Everyone has rules about how they want to do that. And if you're the one making the rules, you can do it the way that you want to. But if we're all making them together, we have to bend and figure out as we go, because it's always changing, and that's not always the easiest thing to do. But it does get easier with practice. I hope that was helpful. I hope that it um, gives me the patience to deal with it the next time a salesperson wants to talk to me about their spiel rather than just getting to what I want, because <laughs> I need reminders too. So maybe this podcast was for me. Um, and maybe next time I can use Connection to turn them around, you know. It's actually a brilliant observation. When you're not connected to someone, it's easy to roll your eyes and walk away. But when you are connected, you care more about making it a mutually satisfying conversation. So it's worthwhile to learn how to do it and to put time into cultivating connection when you really don't feel like it. And if you want to engage in a conversation and get connected, I invite you to join us on our private Facebook group. If you want to keep it a one-way conversation where I talk and you listen, tune into next week's podcast or check out our archives for more podcasts. And you can also post questions on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, the podcast, of course, or email me at laura at pansociety.net. We love your feedback and love hearing from you. So I want to close by sending gratitude to all the elements and our loving, helping ancestors for being here. I thank you all for joining us for this edition of the Modern Animism Radio Program. Again, don't forget to donate. as We do need your financial and emotional support. You can do that at www.pansociety.net. Thanks for tuning in. This is Laura Giles with Pan Society. See you next week.